Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and of course, my co-host, not Deion Sanders for Primetime. What's going on, everybody? It's me. Yeah. So look, it's me. We don't sound too excited. It's the P R I M E. I gotta, I gotta drag it out because this is a, this is a different, this is a different podcast. So I'm feeling good today. You say you're not feeling good today? So I'm feeling good today. I feel, feel different. You feel Everything different. Feels different to me. Well, yeah. Things are different. That's what I want to talk about to everybody first. Okay, so. Obviously, you guys, if you listen to this on all the podcasts and everything like that, which I'll get to paying the bills in a minute, yeah, okay, so everything hasn't changed. But unfortunately, the Nerd Coalition, the YouTube channel, is about to be terminated. On July 23rd, the YouTube channel is going to be terminated because the, 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 the channel got three strikes. And before anybody says anything I have tried to combat these strikes I have tried sending letters to this company it's Toei the T-O-E-I uh, they had copyrighted me or two of my Power Ranger videos uh, the, the top 10 Evil Zords and the top 10 uh, theme songs if you guys listen, listen, listen to the rest of the podcast and don't do anything when it comes to um, my other stuff but then that's what happened and then I got copyrighted for a wrestling video that I put up in 2016 of a dark match on Raw when I went to Raw Live. And they copyrighted me for that. And the thing was, they had copyrighted claim me, which for those who have YouTube out there know that when they copyright claim something, they uh, you can't get paid for it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because I don't care about getting paid all the time. That was in 2016. And then I think eventually they, they, they could have probably blocked the video. So usually, if things happened so many years ago with so as look, if you look on my channel, I have over thirty five hundred videos up. That's how many videos I have up. Okay, and of, uh, of course people probably wonder why don't, don't you have more subscribers? I'm like, well, look, the Nerdculture had a ton of content from a ton of people that came out. So. I had 3,500 videos, so then once again, when I'm, I'm moving along from 2016, I don't even remember that video. So then they came out of nowhere and double back and striked me for that video. So that strike was supposed to expire August 7th. And But what happened was on Ju- July 14th and July 16th, 
back those two days, I got two more strikes. So that's the three strikes in ninety days, and I couldn't even make it to three weeks. And I've been trying to email these companies. I'm not hearing anything back, and y'all out there know that they're not going to send me anything back. So now the channel. I think, uh, I'm listening. Uh, Toei, yeah. Toei, that you that you say, they were literally just in a partnership with Hasbro, but they just ended like last week, like <coughs> less than a week ago. They ended their partnership. Of course, and, and, and it come to find because we do some research on it. They started like a new YouTube channel in April, and then now they've been going around and striking different YouTubers down for all this kind of crazy shit. And rumor, and then we, I, there's other YouTubers that have been coming out and saying something about this, but nobody's getting a response back. None at all. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Now, once again. I, I, I will give it the fighting spirit as an indie wrestler to keep emailing them, but I know it ain't going to do no good. So right now, what's happening is we are creating two new channels, the Nerd Coalition Studios and Nerd Coalition Level Up. So the Nerd Coalition Studios is where you can find all your wrestling stuff, okay? You can find the, the, the snippets of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. You guys can find... Uh, all the Raw and SmackDown reviews there. You can find all the WWE pay-per-views there. You can find all my reactions there. All the reactions are going. Well, now once again, we're only going to put up content from 2020 because we, we got to we got to start off fresh. Because like I said, it's it you you can't only upload a certain amount of videos per day, and we got over 3,000 videos. Everything can't come with us. Some things is going to have to be in a, in a distant memory, unfortunately, and that hurts. That hurts like shit, especially with a lot of good things that uh, we have. We are going to do some retro stuff because I know, like my co-host Primetime and my other co-host Q Flow, like to go back and listen to listen to the old stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that there's some fan, or subscribers out there that we have that like to go back and listen to the old stuff as well. So we are going to work on how to get some of our nostalgia stuff back up because I have all my videos. The good thing is on hard drives, so I have my whole YouTube yep. career. Or hard drives. I have like three hard drives for five years. So that is, you know, uh, the bonus about that. So we're doing that. My movie reviews from Nerd Coalition is going to be on a Nerd, Nerd Coalition studio. So it's going to be a whole pop culture type of, of thing. Now, when it comes to gaming, especially with WWE 2K Battlegrounds coming out in September, and you know, where we do the, the 2K stuff. And where we do our Power Rangers gameplay and, and live streaming, that's going to be on Nerd Coalition Level Up. That's what that channel is going to be about. So if you want to see all, like, because I'm going to, I'm going to start getting back into, uh, you know, playing some WWE gaming and stuff like that. Because I didn't want to always over pollute the channel with everything, but this one <clears throat> is going to be strictly on the gaming, so I can have a, a, a better outlet of going over there and doing these kind of matches. So that's what the plan is. So make sure you guys subscribe to Nerd Coalition Studios and make sure you subscribe to Nerd Coalition Level Up to the support. We're trying to get I'm trying to get all the audience and all the people that have shown us the love over the years to come over there as quick as possible before that channel uh dies down. So I'm I'm putting up the podcast uh, hopefully t- by the time you listen to this today before Extreme Rules, so you guys can listen to it and make your way over to Nerd Coalition Studios. 
and Nerd Coalition level up. We, we got the, we got the kind of like the same logo. So we got the one with, uh, our T-shirt has the lightning bolt going through it. It says Studios underneath there. Another one says Level Up. So make sure y'all subscribe to both those channels. Right now they're both still in maintenance, but my plan is by tomorrow on the Nerd Coalition level up, we will be live streaming uh, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, which is the new game that, that came out this past weekend, and then on Nerd Coalition Studios. Hopefully, uh, I have my Extreme Rules uh, review up, my recent SmackDown review up, to, and then parts of this podcast up there as well, so you guys can uh, be caught up with all that stuff. That's the plan. So, it's, it's very unfortunate, and you know, Prime, I, I appreciate you sticking with me for these past five years. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's very unfortunate anybody has to lose their chance. Uh, all, all the work we did, you know, what I'm saying I, I, I can go into it, but I don't need to. But I want, I want to start off with everybody, let everybody know that's where the new home is going to be. So once J- July 23rd happens, it's, it's going to go. So make sure you guys come over and uh, subscribe to Nerd Coalition Studios and Nerd Coalition Level Up because there, there's something for both people on that channel, especially especially my my wrestling 2K audience because that's what helped me build a channel off a lot. Because me doing them 2K reactions every year, it's almost like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I heard I had people commenting me and talking about some man, what you gonna do this year? Because there's no 2K coming out this year. I'm just like, I could do it on Battlegrounds, but I'm just like, but ain't much to go off of Battlegrounds supposed to like 2K. You know what I'm saying? So well, we gotta see what happens. So I, I may even release some of the old 2K videos. Mm, yeah, people and, like that. Yeah, because. You know, I got damn near fifty thousand views on my all women's entrance from two K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I it, it hurts to lose that. You know what I'm saying? It hurts to lose that fifty K. But you know, but I mean, but hopefully you guys can come over and y'all can give that same energy again. And I want y'all to give that same energy again. So, all right, now we got to go into the No Game Series Wrestling Podcast because there's a lot to talk about in this podcast so make sure you guys check out spaciousphilly.com the production company we are a part of make sure you guys check out their content on there the Lulu and Pop Lulu and Pop Horror Show both sides and the Market Dark Show to check out our content that's on there the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast Nergasm Talk Podcast Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond Drunk Dog Sober Tongue Ballers Lounge Podcast and soon coming Man Talk Podcast make sure you guys also check us out on all your podcast apps uh, such as Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are on all the all the, the top uh, podcasting apps and, and Stitcher. And make sure you guys check us out on YouTube Premium if you listen to your podcast on YouTube. Some people do, so make sure you guys check us out on YouTube Premium. If you have Google Play, you should already have YouTube Premium as well. And one thing that has not changed, we will be updating it, but it has not changed, is the real nerdcoalition.com we still have our website so make sure you check out the real nerdcoalition.com we're going to be changing all the links around uh to, to put them to the new channels when it comes to the nerd coalition studios and their coalition level up that's what that's what we're going to be doing so it's it's, it's, it's a hassle it's going to be a weak project but we're going to do the best that we can before thursday when that's the final date when uh the stuff happens so and hopefully we have all hands on deck hopefully prime time you spread the word on your end also yeah yeah yep. and make it get, get people to subscribe right now we're up to we're up to 12 subscribers that hurts like hell but you know i was just like come, come on i need to 
get everybody get 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 everybody over here. So uh, th- there's that. You can get your Nerd Coalition merch. You get your Nerd Coalition with the lightning bolt. Then you can get your retro Nerd Coalition shirt, or and you can also get the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast shirt. Uh, we we've got some love on on Instagram uh, from, from somebody buying our merch. So man, yo, shout out to you, bro. I appreciate you, you know, supporting us and getting the merch out there and everything like that. We're gonna have new merch coming. Also, when it comes to uh, Nerd Coalition Studios and Nerd Coalition Level Up, so make sure. You guys uh, stay tuned for all that great stuff as well. You guys can find Q Flow on there, the guy who, who does our music, uh, his album, The War Drum, on there as well. Make sure you check out all that great stuff on uh, the podcast. So now, whew, we got all the good paying bills out the way. It, 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 took, it took a little bit longer than usual this time. Yeah, it did. Uh, we got them all out the way. We, we, got, we got all out the way. So now we, we got to go right into the business because tonight... Is Extreme Rules. Excuse me. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm lying. Tonight is the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yep. So, I hit Why the tab. have a tab Like, end of the line. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that roadblock, end of the line. I remember all that great stuff. Um, great. It's funny. I just passed back. When I was cleaning up the channel, I just passed, passed, passed by that video. I was like, I remember when we did that video. Uh, yeah. So it's the horror show and Extreme Rules. First of all, I don't like the Extreme Rules logo. I don't like the horror show, and I'm like, first of all, I hate how it's the horror show when you only got like two horror theme kind of matches. Yeah, that's that's how they do. Exactly. So <clears throat> I'm like, and I, once again, I told you I hate Extreme Rules matches, uh, Extreme Peer Review because you never go all out because each match should be some form of if you, if I, especially if you gonna call it the horror show. Each match should have some kind of form of horror element to it. Even if it's not a hardcore thing, it should have some kind of horror element to it. And we only got one, two, three, four type of specialty matches. And one of them, uh, and then we, we were supposed to have a fifth one, but they moved it to Raw because the ratings are low. So you mean to tell me an unsanctioned match between Randy Orton and the Big Show is going to make people watch Raw? No. <laughs> That's not the problem. To be That's honest with you, to be honest with you, y'all could have played it up real well and put it on this show. I think it would have worked out better on this show than it would on Raw. But once again, they try to boost rate. That's supposed to be the main event of an unsanctioned match. I'm like, okay, so. How does Big Show equal ratings? Tell me that. What you say? How does Big Show equal ratings? He doesn't. I don't know why they think that he'd think that, but he doesn't. At all, so we have a seven match card, which means a two and a half hour show or a two hour show, another short one. So let's just get this stuff out the way, <laughs> shall we? Uh, first off, let's start off with the one that is clearly on paper that we know is going to win this one. We got Bailey taking on Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Obviously, they have nobody on SmackDown to challenge for the championship. Uh, actually, uh, uh, oh, Naomi. But uh, anyway, we'll get to them later. Uh, so now we we got Nikki Cross, China for a championship, which she don't look credible at all. I don't yeah, care how much she, she screams. She's different from uh, she was different from when she fought Oscar. She was credible then. Oh, she was credible when she had a last minute match with Oscar. She took Oscar to the limit. Now she ain't credible at all. Yeah. So. Easy say that Bailey wins this match. It don't even have to. I don't care if it's dirty or not. She just wins the match. Yeah. 
Cause probably gonna be clean because they don't care about giving her a clean uh, win. I mean, they don't care about Oscar. Get, I mean, Nikki Cross getting clean off. Yeah. Uh. Singles match for the United States Championship. Apollo Cruz takes on MVP. I have not seen Apollo Cruz in weeks. I don't know if he had a positive test. I don't know because you know <clears throat> a lot of people they took they took took that COVID test. Then then all of a sudden a lot of people did not show up. So yeah, and now you can. I don't think Apollo Cruz is injured, so I I think Apollo Cruz's test came back positive. To be honest with you, if that's the and they've been still promoting this matchup, so I think they, he's been on there actually. I, say what? I feel like he has. I feel like he's been on there. Apollo Cruz ain't been on Raw, or at least been backstage. Apollo, I had watched Raw three weeks in a row. No, maybe not. Yeah. Apollo Cruz has not been on Raw for no type of the last time. <clears throat> We've seen Apollo Cruz on Raw is when he had when he had that impromptu match with um who, who was it was it was it Lashley I think he, he had he had the match with something like that I mean, because it no it was, I, don't, I don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't watch Raw enough for that it was about know. three it was about it was about three some weeks ago so they start doing the storyline so once again you had a quarantine of fourteen days and then you may have to do an extra seven depending on the thing is still in your body so. <clears throat> Apollo Crews, they've been so b- b- booking this matchup. Now, once again, it could be something to the point where they're booking this matchup and to the point where they probably know Apollo Crews can't compete and this is why we got the second United States Championship. Look. Mm, so, he can be, so he can be the, uh, the like, Brian Cage. Yeah, it, it, like, like a Brian, or, or remember the whole Razor and Shawn Michaels thing? Uh, well, that yeah. was different. Shawn got beat up well, I mean, he got beat up legit in a bar. But what I'm saying is, yeah. the fans didn't know that at the time, so they they hit it. They made he's like he's out with an injury, but he's still the champion. So the thing is, Apollo could st- could really be sick, and they just start promoting the match so they make it seem like he's not sick. But then all of a sudden, MVP re- reveals this new championship, which looks better, by the way, and he calls himself the United States Champion. So you never know; it may be a thing where Apollo Cruz forfeits the match by no. Uh, thing of his own, no show. and okay. and MV, yeah, no shows. And MVP just went has the championship already because if Apollo has the championship and he's sick, you don't want him to get MVP to have the championship with the COVID. So they, they they got a championship for him, and then he goes around talks about he's the United States champion, which he's already doing. Then when Apollo Cruz comes back healthy enough, then you probably could have that champion versus champion type thing, like like they did with CM Punk and John Cena. Okay, all right, yeah. So I mean I got MVP regardless uh, in the results of this matchup because yeah I, I really want I really want him to win even though people say you shouldn't be putting the older people over I think mm. he's he's been over here consistently enough that it will make sense exactly and MVP has been killing it in this pandemic era so far he's not okay. like just come he's not like just coming back for a one time thing say yeah I all of a sudden got it now like he's been he's been there cons- consistently exactly so I got MVP. Yeah. Uh, winning this match because I truly think that it's that's the case of why why they brought out two championships. So that's that's why I think it is. Uh, we got a tables match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships: The New Day taking on Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn dropping from this group is probably one of the best things that ever happened. Not because I don't like Sami Zayn, but because Cesaro and Nakamura, I was making a tag team on 
2K universe. Backdoor 2K17. And then I'm just like, they will never do anything like that because they, they would be an awesome tag team. And then now, here we go in 2020. That's the thing, though. What? Cesar makes every team that he's in awesome. He does. Tyson Kidd. Even yeah. Jack Swagger. Even uh, Sheamus. Yes. I never thought Sheamus could be entertaining. Exactly. Like but however, it's this is one of the first tag teams where somebody compliments Cesaro. If, if that makes sense. Because I like Tyson Kidd. He's a good wrestler, but Tyson Kidd was just, you know, Tyson Kidd. <clears throat> uh, when it came to Sheamus, it's like, okay, Sheamus, you know, has entertaining moments, stuff like that, but Cesaro helped elevate Sheamus, and Cesaro definitely elevated Jack Swagger, okay? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Nakamura, it's like, you know, Nakamura can hold his own, and he has his own style of entertaining and, and being a great wrestler. Like they complement each other, almost, almost, almost like the kings of wrestling. Not saying they're as great as the kings of wrestling, but I'm just saying. But that's what um, that's what they can do. So it's a tables matchup after uh, they did not win the titles on SmackDown. They put New Day through tables, so that was a fourth scene of what's going to come. This will be a very entertaining tables match. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's now there's 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 multiple kinds of tables matches. You got the the tables matches where if one member from the team uh goes to the table, then all of a sudden bam, the, the match is over. I think that's what kind of match this is. But then and then you also got the elimination style where both members of the team gotta go to the table. And then you can have the I hope they have like the Hardy Dugly Boy style table match where it's like you gotta put your opponent through the table. So even if they crash through the table, it's the match yeah. still not over. That's like when they did with the Usos. Like the Usos went through the table because they crashed. Yeah. And then it was it was like ringing a bell, and it was like, nah. Diva was like, what are you doing? Threw him to the table. Now you ring the bell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. I, that, that's the kind of match I like. So I want like Nakamura to go run and give a give the table a Kinshasa. <laughs> it's like, hey, I missed, and but it's like, okay. It, None, it, it, the match is still going nah, that's, on. That's a chance that move to do, honestly. Exactly, yeah. So I, I'm kind of hoping it's entertaining like that. But here's the thing: I got Cesaro Nakamura winning this match. Mm, okay, okay. I got Cesaro Nakamura winning, and they become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions because it's not well, going to hurt. It's not going to hurt the New Day. Like the, the New Day need a refresher. I think they're waiting for Xavier to come back, but the New Day do need a, a, a refresher. Well, I've been watching. For a long time, and they like to do stupid <clears> stuff like <throat> this. So you know what? I'm gonna say, New Day wins it, and they rematch on SmackDown, and then they lose the titles. I hate when they do shit like that. That's, <clears> that's <throat> but they do it though. They do I it know. almost every time. So that's yeah. what I'm saying is gonna happen. All right, so but I, I, so we 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 we're on the different sides of this one. Uh, we got for the for the Raw Women's Championship, Sasha Banks taking on Oscar now. Sasha's looking to become uh, Sasha Two Champ, and because so she can join Becky Two uh, Two Belts. And the first five times. Yeah, first five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, hey, that will be that will be awesome. Because first of all, Bailey and Sasha holding all the gold would be some thorough shit. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, would be a cool moment. But however, there's. No reason. Now, once again, if they do do it, Asa's going to get it right back because Sasha has never, in history, has never had a successful title defense. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. You fine with what? Sasha win? Did she lose it again? Yeah. 
Because that could go into the story. At least because, they did it. Huh? At least they did it. Exactly. I'm going to say because Sasha has never had a successful, successful title defense. And I, everybody, she's a four-time champion, but every time she won the championship, when it came to the match, she lost to Charlotte Hell in a Cell. She lost to Charlotte at SummerSlam. She lost to Alexa Bliss. Like, like she loses the championship. She lost to Charlotte like five times. Exactly, and I'm like, she never has successful title defense. So what I would do is have Oscar, uh, have Sasha beat Oscar, and then you have Sasha two belts, and no, no, you have uh, Sasha du- dual champ, whatever she calls herself, and then Becky two belts, all the way to SummerSlam. Two belt, two belt banks or something. Yeah. Uh, you, you you had it all the way to SummerSlam. Asuka gets her rematch at SummerSlam and wins the championship right back because Sasha's never successful. Because here's what I think they're going to do. Everybody talks about the breakup between Sasha and Bailey. Honestly, that match is so big. I guarantee you, <clears throat> WWE wants to put that match in front of a crowd. And I think what they're trying to do is, especially with them being tag team champions, I think what they're trying to do is have them... Uh, Wait to WrestleMania in Hollywood. I think they're really trying to hope that they can get this whole pandemic in order to the point where by WrestleMania 37 we can do Bailey and Sasha Banks, even if it's not far, uh, part of a 90,000 people crowd, which it won't be for years. I'm sorry. I hate to bring that bad news, but to have like 90,000 well, people. They're still going to set a record. Exactly, somehow. But even the, most, if you, the most fans in COVID or something. It probably so if you can have it in front of like a thousand fans or even two thousand, like kind of like how those uh, TNA lockdown shows used to be at the Leah Core Center. If you want to have like in front of like like three thousand fans, they want to do that matchup in front of some actual audience opposed to the performance center. So I don't think we're going because honestly, right now, if you do it at SummerSlam, it's going to be a rush thing. And nobody wants a rush storyline because it ain't going to work. So I say give Sasha uh, the belt here, beats Asuka, and then they go to SummerSlam, and then Asuka wins it uh, right back because Sasha never had a successful title reign. And then you can have Bailey say something along that line, and which can plant that seed for good storytelling. Like, you know, I have been a Spider champion for over a year because I know how to defend my title. Where Sasha don't, you know what did I'm saying? You just, did you just did you just use the word good storytelling and WWE in the same sentence? <laughs> I did. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm just saying that's how I would do it, and then that way I will book that match for WrestleMania. Have uh Sasha beat Bailey, and then have Bailey. I mean, then have Sasha beat Bailey again for Sasha's first successful title defense. That's how I would do it. So okay. I'm going off the limb. I'm going with Sasha Banks tonight. Okay. I want that to happen too, but Oscar's been so much on the road. I think they might give it to her. I would want them to them to hold both belts, but Oscar's just having a, a good run here. She, I mean, she is. I can't, I can't deny that Oscar's not having a good run. But also, it's also storytelling because. Asa can continue her run if she wins the. That word again. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go with that phrase. I'm just saying because she can have a good run again 
once you win the belt back. But right. so, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, I mean, I really want. Uh, either way, I, I either way, I'm not complaining. I, I know it's gonna be a decent match. I know it's gonna be a good matchup. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, Sasha dies again, like she did on Raw. Oh shit! Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> All right, so now we got. Uh, now we're getting down to the, the nitty gritty of the big matches on the show. So let's start off with an eye for an eye match. The only way. <laughs> Saves our laugh, and the only way this match can be won is when a competitor extracts an eye from their opponent. <sighs> yes, this. So how is this match gonna work? So, like I said before, when when we was talking about it before on um, I forgot what we were talking about on a raw review or something like that, where I, I was saying that look, in my opinion, this match is clearly to write somebody off. It's either to write off Rey Mysterio because he hasn't signed that contract. Or it's either to write off Seth Rollins so he can go be a dad. And in my opinion, we're going to go with the latter. Because you don't have a match that this, that's this stupid and this ridiculous without writing somebody off and they come back the next night on Raw. But WWE has thrown people off a building and then said, hey, there was an exterior landing that was right there. And they came back. And I'm like, okay. With no explanation first. And at first, I did it. It is back, and I'm like, okay. Even if there was an external land, they fell about they fell about six or twelve feet, and that's it. <laughs> and they come back like I'm ready to wrestle. No, you know, so you even sell the injury. I'm just like, okay. So we know WWE has a tendency that they'll just put an eye patch on somebody and they'll come back. So, but now with that being said. I've always wanted to see a Mysterio versus Rollins matchup. I think they would have a really good match together, especially with Mr. the role Mysterio has been on now and the matches he's had with Andrade and everything. Mysterio is better than he's ever been at the age of, if, if, like in, in his mid forties. So, what I'm thinking is, uh, it's, this is going to be another cinematic style match. It has to be. I think, of course, of course, the, the the swamp fight, which we'll get to, is going to be a cinematic matchup. But I think this one's going to have that. It's not going to have that, you know, uh, WWE Legends of WrestleMania Xbox 360 camera angles that Edge and Randy Orton had. But I'm just saying, uh, I think it's going to be some, some cinematic elements to it, to the point where <clears throat> they're going to have to CGI somebody's eye. And like I said before, when it comes to uh, effects and stuff like that. WWE is the best in the game at doing that. I'm telling you, I think they're gonna have just like the. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, he gonna like kick him in the head or something. <coughs> he gonna stab him, then they cut the camera angle, and then you see it, and he gonna have the eye in his hand. <laughs> That's gonna be dumb. Because or maybe, or maybe they might they might have the camera in the place of an eye, so you can see what he sees on the eye. Is out. You can see the eye <laughs> looking at him. What's this Toy Story? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's gonna be so, 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 so. Yo, man, this is like Toy Story when, when, when Mrs. Potato Head lost her eye. She was like, "I can't." Andy's looking for us. Like, no, it's not gonna be that. It's not gonna yeah. be. But uh, I, I don't know how they're gonna pull it off. I don't know how gruesome Vince is planning on getting because it's you know they, they're still trying to be PG fourteen or PG 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 or PG fourteen, whatever the case may be. So, <coughs> say what. Mm. Nobody knows anymore. Exactly, because it's like some days they're, they're, they're PG era, some days they're not. So it's like, I don't know which way they're going with it. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, <clears throat> right now, I have Rey Mysterio win this matchup. 
Seth Rollins can go to Becky Lynch and be a dad. I have. <clears throat> so how does Mysterio get written off then? No, Mysterio stays there. Well, he just signs a new contract. I think he signs a new contract. Because I think Dominic really wants to wrestle there, and he's not going to leave Dominic by himself. So, I think Mysterio signs a new contract. Then we go on to another feud in, for SummerSlam, and then uh, cause I thought this was going to be a SummerSlam match, but yeah. So, but yeah, and then Rollins goes off and be a dad. Okay. Well, who do you have? <clears throat> I yeah. Okay. I just I did I get um. I get Mysterio just to be uh, abrupt. Let's be different. I get Mysterio. Okay. Now we got a swamp fight that is between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Not Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt. Not the Fiend Bray Wyatt, but cult leader Jim Jones Bray Wyatt. So we got to return to the swamp. No championship on the wait line, a minute, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said no championship on the line. No championship on the line. What's the point of the match then? There is none. Because Braun Strowman is so definitely terrified of the Fiend that he has to destroy Bray Wyatt first before the Fiend can come out. You know, I wish that, I wish they at least made sense. It's like why 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 would I even fight if it's not for the championship? Because like, why am I fighting the champion? I think they want Strowman to face the three faces of Wyatt. He beat Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt at Money in the Bank. He's going to beat Bray Wyatt tonight at the Swamp. But he's not going to beat the Fiend, you know. And I think I, like how, I, I think they want to have because let's be honest, Strowman's title range has sucked. So he's been here for over hundred days. <coughs> exactly. So since Wyatt is back now, because Wyatt wasn't back after a while from Money in the Bank, since Wyatt is back now, it's like okay, we're not going to give we're not going to feed the Fiend to uh, Braun Strowman at. Uh, the horror show, which will probably be the best thing to do with it. Uh, this is just saying, but we're going to have Bray Wyatt come out and hit, as the second form and then have a, a swamp fight. But since if there's no championship on the line, they don't make the fiend look bad. It don't make Bray Wyatt look bad. It makes Strowman look strong. Fine. Whatever. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying whatever the case may be. So if that's the case, then at SummerSlam we get the Fiend versus Wy- of the Fiend versus Strowman, and the Fiend takes the championship again, and then he has the championship, and they're going they're going to try to hold this thing off and build him up until you know your boy Roman come back, and then do the Roman versus Fiend thing at WrestleMania 37. I'm Ooh, calling. Sh- I seen a I've seen a picture. He he come back as a super heavyweight. Who Roman? Yes. Woo! And not not because he's big, but because he's he's bulk. He's like. Oh, he just be, he just been in the house working out then. Yeah, it looked like Aaron Donald. <coughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm so serious. <coughs> Excuse me for that, but yeah. Um, I look at a picture of Aaron Donald and then look at Ron Wayne's picture that he just posted. They look it, the same. Is it like a JTG swall up? Oh, uh, probably. Because yeah. no, it's more than that. Because he, yeah, it's more than that. Because he got the the. the, the the, uh, the whole piece, not just the arms. No, no, no. Because JTG's his chest and his whole upper body swelled up. Because like, if you look at JTG right before he got fired, or even at crime time, and you look at him like last year or this year, mm-hmm. early yeah. this year, bruh, the man is swole. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, 
<clears throat> it, it could be one of the blows. But if he do, I mean, like, that's probably why he got, it, it, you know, that's why things will happen. So it's going to be a cinematic matchup. I don't know how it's going to be, you know. They said they, they had real amphibians there, so I don't know if that's going to be. Real amphibians? Yeah. <laughs> they, they got some. I was like, y'all going to put some, you know, crocodiles over this swamp? Like, that's not a good idea, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I don't know how this thing is going to be recorded. I don't know how you win a swamp fight. You just a brawl so they can't get back up again. Yeah. I don't know if the fiends going to show up. Like no rules. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be like an old Braun Strowman. If they go, like, what, what cinematic they're going to do? I'm just curious. I just don't want it to be like a cinematic, you know, um, uh, thing where it's like, okay, we going to do uh, a, a matchup in, in a widescreen sixteen by uh, sixteen point nine format. And call a cinematic, and I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. Go, <clears throat> go all out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because initially they hated this concept. They couldn't understand it. Yep, and and now all and now, uh, now all they want to do yeah. is it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right. Well, who do you have? Can you tell me who you have. Uh, it's strong. It's strong as 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 it, as it should be. It don't need to be nobody else but Strowman to win that one. Damn, Roman. Yeah, oh yeah, you just. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I just see. I just see the picture. I'm like, damn. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, the, Vince is somewhere just jacking off right now. Just like he is somewhere like, yeah, Roman. He he tried. He tried to get it back quicker than that. Like that gif of him when he. Uh, was it Stacy Stacy Keeper? Uh, he was like the GM. No, uh-huh. what did he need? He needed a GM, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Um. So now, time for the main event, which uh, we didn't want to be the main event for the W Championship. He's my boy. He's not winning the match. Let's just get out the way right now. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. He's not, seriously WWE is not even making it seem like he can win so, this match. I don't know why. You know how many matches he won this whole year? Exactly. But go ahead. Don't know that you know. No. I'm pretty sure you can guess. It's, it's, it's less than two. Okay. Zero. <laughs> and he, now, he got one win against all this thing got rearranged because Lesnar's not showing up to SummerSlam and Edge is injured. Because Edge and Orton was going to have another match at SummerSlam and now they're going to put Orton in that spot. So, you need you need a body to get you there. I'm like, okay, well, why not play off the Dolph Ziggler storyline? So, I mean, I'm cool with it, but Ziggler has no chance of winning. So, yeah, he, he's, going honestly, to, he, he's going to sell the Claymore, that's all. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad at Orton because champion now. Because now it would make sense. Like, because usually I, I I would say, why does Orton need to know? But, like, this storyline would make would, would make sense for him to have it. Not when he just randomly doing nothing. I got you. And I'm a fan of Orton, so I'm not going to turn to anything down that Orton do. So. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm saying over, over the years, though, he didn't care. And they talk about he should have the championship. That that wouldn't make sense. I agree. Be, uh, you know, you know, it's mode. But, yeah. I love Legend Killer Randy Orton. 
So, first of all, what do you think the match is going to be, though? Because Ziggler's not going to reveal the match until tonight. What if we get there and it's a big steel cage one ring? Well, we already know what it is. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I hate. I, that's why I don't think it's okay. I think they should do that. I think they should have it up there just in case to make it seem like it's going to be a steel cage, but it's not. That would be kind of cool too. Or what if Which it's like a? There? Let's say the three stages. Yeah, but I said three stages of hell match. Three stages of. They're hell. not going to do that though. They it might won't. just be a TLC. I heard rumors that they were saying to be a TLC match. I heard rumors, but I, I don't. I mean, I, I think that would be a good match. To be honest with you. But uh, yeah, yeah. So he can hit him with the, he can run the ladder, hit him with the claymore, and he fall off into a table. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Ziggler hits a, a one of diving elbows off the top of the ladder, or something like that, or diving splash. It'll be like a, it'll be like a straight Shawn Michaels versus Diesel kind of match because you can't build suspicion and be like, okay, no holds barred. Like, no, that's not how it's going to work. That's just it's not that's how it's going to work. So um, obviously McIntyre's winning this, but. The, the, the more of the prediction is, it's what is it going to be? So I'm going. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to either go with three stages of hell or TLC. Because I like your steel cage I idea. TLC. I go with TLC and steel cage they act like steel cage is such extreme, and it's not. It's not. I mean, you can have good steel cage matches if you put the right people in there and you book it right. But yeah, but when you say extreme. Yeah, it's still it's still cage match like the least extreme match, <laughs> yeah, no matter how much they try to make it be. Yeah, it's just like you know we just gotta keep them out. Well, what, what if they play this by this? Hell of a sound. <laughs> how they gonna fit it in the? In the how they gonna fit it? In oh the shit! Balls? I forgot they in the performance. <laughs> yeah, the fan. The fan. I forgot they got the that plexiglass. No, I forgot all yeah. about that, Joe man. Now but, unless they made the plexiglass up into a cage, then maybe. We're gonna have a pandemic match. We're gonna put the plexiglass glass around the ring. You know, say no germs allowed in here. I need to say that. I'm gonna say they gonna have a, a cold match. Trying to catch cold first move. What? That's, oh no! That, that, that's that's best. I mean, when you work at the former center down there in Florida, they you know say you, you just go outside and breathe. But all right, I got my I got my whiff of the rotor today. So. All right, well, that's our Extreme Rules predictions. Uh, I, like I said, with, with uh, us tr- transferring over channels, we are going to have to put, you know, the, 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 all the stuff is going to go up on the Nerd Coalition Studios. Not the record. I can't upload any more videos on my Nerd Coalition channel. So it's going up on Nerd Coalition Studios. All right, so make sure you guys stay tuned for all that great stuff. So <clears throat> with that being said, now we got to move on. Because we got a lot of stuff to believe it or not to talk about, believe it or not. And I think I got the perfect order because yesterday, July 18th, was TNA's biggest show. Because in my personal opinion, Bound for Glory is their like WrestleMania show. But Bound for Glory ain't been big since like 2013. Uh, in my I opinion. Think, is it Bound for Glory? No, yeah, it's always Bound for Glory. But in this recent era... Slammiversary's like, been the one. It's yeah, but it's so weird because like the regular show is not good, but the pay per views are like amazing. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, Impact always does that. It's like because they always bring out the returns and the biggest people for their wrestling shows at Slammiversary. So it's, it seems like Slammiversary because Slammiversary used to be their SummerSlam, but then yeah, it kind of like boosts up to their WrestleMania and Battle for Glory 
has been the one to take the SummerSlam approach now. Because now, sometimes you don't you can't even you don't even know when Battle for Glory is going to be, but Slammiversary is like always on pay per view. Yeah. So no, I think they have I think they have like two pay per views a year: Slammiversary, Battle for Glory, and sometimes one of their damn big Like I think this year it was Homecoming. Yeah, well, I mean, and like a homecoming, TNA homecoming. It, 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 it used to be, uh, the, 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 the three big shows. They used to have their, their, their top four shows, which was Destination X, Lockdown, mm-hmm. Slammiversary, mm-hmm. and Bound for Glory. Yeah, then they added like Victory Road and Hard Justice and Genesis. Yeah, and uh, they added they added other stuff. But, but now the only that stayed around, see, like with Slammiversary and um. Battle for Glory. Lockdown's not even a thing no more, is it? Uh, they they have all those on TV. Okay. You know who brought that up? Who made that? Who started making that until TV pay was holding? So. Your boy. Okay. So, uh, I did not get a chance to because like I said, you I know, what, real quick, just real quick. Uh-huh. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, you know he he did the Cody thing too. What's Cody thing? This man, this man never had pyro in his life. When the team they took all the pyro. You right. And you then, because right. you know AJ Styles used to come out with pyro, they didn't have no, they didn't have nothing for him left. Every time Hogan came out, it was like, yeah. And then AJ Styles just had like a spooler. Yeah. Like, is it working? Yeah, like the Orange Cassidy pyro. Like, yeah. So. Well, with that being said, we we, we we go into Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary 2020 event. So, Tessa Blanchard has been fired from the company, so now there's a, 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 a replacement. Imagine, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't, you're the first, first and only women's world champion, and you just, it ain't like they did nothing to you. You're just like, I'm okay with my, I'm on vacation. Yep. So you know, with, with, with that, like with that being said, it's just like okay, well, uh, now we got a, a, a vacant title on the line, and then we got a surprise entrance coming in when it comes to uh, a, a former world champion. A former world champion. Keep that in mind, everybody. So, uh, with that being said, we go into now. I didn't see all of anniversary. I caught the highlights. Primetime was keeping up with Slammiversary. I didn't get just to do it on Fight TV because, once again, like I said, I was too busy, you know, trying to get my channel in order and bringing stuff over. So, with that being said, um, we, we start off uh, Slammiversary, uh, awesome opening package. I, I, I will say so myself. Then we have the return of the Motor City Machine Guns. Because taking on the... Radicals, which um, we got Desmond Xavier yeah. and Zachary which, Wentz. They kind of, uh, they kind of like trolled us for a second. It was like we're we're doing an open challenge, and of course, everybody thought Dallas Anderson because they just said that they were signed with Impact the day before. Exactly. So of course, as soon as they said open challenge, everybody thought, "Oh, okay, it's going to be them." So we already know. Now, here's my curiosity. Right. Now. Even though Slamversary is their big show, right? I have uh-huh. to say, in my personal opinion, I have watched AEW. I have uh-huh. watched WWE. Impact, when there's nobody in the arena, it feels empty. Like, 
when, when, when WWE did, I was like, is this, this is kind of weird because there's no crowd there, but it's just like people are not used to it. But then same thing with AEW, it was weird at first, but they used to the people in there. I'm like, Impact, I'm like, maybe because it was only like two people in the audience to begin with. And I'm just like, well, now it it, it just feels like it's a, even more emptier than all the other promotions. Yeah. And I don't know how big their roster is to be able to, you know, put people in the audience. Uh, their roster is not. Their roster is like AEW's roster, where <coughs> they have people that go different places, different companies. Yeah. So they don't really got like, uh, what do you call it? Like actual signees. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, all their all their talents free to work other places. And I'm like, Gal's answer going over there. I'm, I'm like, I hope that an Impact can pay him. I don't know where Impact getting this money from. I don't either, because they said that they gave them a surprising offer. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know where Impact is getting this money from, not one bit. But I'll be honest with you, I'm like, okay, whatever floats the boat. So, uh, the Rockets did open challenge. Motor City Machine Guns uh, are back. I love seeing Motor City Machine Guns. They were my favorite when TNA was a thing. And, uh... I like how they got, like, uh... Alexander got the long hair now. Chris Saban got the kind of long hair now. Yeah. <clears throat> so weird. So, and so weird. And with them being so old, they are still able to, to hey, work. come on now. Oh, hey, 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 hey. They, they, they look good, but they get up there in age. They get up there in age, but they look good. So, Motion Machine Guns pick up the win here uh, on the Radicals. Next matchup, we have Old School Rules. <laughs> That's what it's called. For the unsanctioned TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, now help me out, Prime. So, there's a TNA World Heavyweight Championship, and then there's a Impact World Championship. Well... The TNA championship is like the, F- the FTW championship. They don't, they don't matter. Gotcha. So we have the old school. Like, all right, so I, I'll get more backstory. Uh, I don't know if you know who Ethan Page is. He's a member of the North. Yes, I know and, who Ethan Page is. Okay, he, he loves TNA. He, he was trying to get TNA to come back forever. So he kind of did it. They brought TNA back for like a month. Uh, so they brought back like Hernandez and all the people they went back TNA the name TNA they brought back the old you know stage and all that all music brought back Suicide oh wow and then um yeah so he was like you know what they say like, alright for this one month only we're gonna bring back the TNA World Heavyweight Championship and then Moose won it and now it don't matter anymore when Moose still thinks he's the champion he thinks he's the main champion oh wow and then so when, when, yeah. when, it, when it comes for championships who better go against than Tommy Dreamer yeah I think he uh, yeah I don't know I, don't, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay attention to the story so I don't know why they fight mm. so it's an old school rules match is basically this okay it's a Terry Funk match it, 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 <laughs> it, that's basically what it is it's, it's, a, it's a Terry Funk I'm gonna beat the shit out you, uh, kind of matchup. It's, it's, it's basically a, um, you know, hardcore matchup. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know why they don't want to say it or anything like that. But here's the thing: going into the matchup, I'm just like, okay, look, stop. We know Moose is not going to lose this matchup against Tommy Dreamer. Huh, and if he does, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, uh, we're not going to do that. But however, uh, they, uh, after, you know, uh, Tommy Dreamer, you know, calls Moose a waste of talent, which he's not. Oh, I think Moose called him that. I'm not sure. Because I, I don't know the story. Like, I don't watch Impact Wrestling like that anymore, let alone at all. There was a good spot. Tommy Dreamer. I, I, I watch highlights. I don't, like, watch. Like, I don't, like, you know, the stories or nothing. Yeah. So, uh, there's a match. I did like this spot because I've never seen it before. Well, at least I haven't. Uh, Tom Jane brings out the thumbtacks. And he's about, uh-huh. to, and he's about to say Moose, but Moose is like, no. Nah. He low blows him. And Moose, with his power, is taking Tom Jane's face and trying to push it right into the thumbtacks. Usually with thumbtack spots, I have seen a lot of thumbtack spots. I even have seen Candice LeRae put thumbtacks in her mouth. And get super kicked, okay? Homegirl, cr- what you say? I said I'll be honest with you. That's an abyss special. Exactly. <laughs> now, first of all, I hate the thumbtacks in the mouth spot because it's easy to choke on that. Mm-hmm. It's easy to choke on that because I mean, you, it, you, you, the momentum's going. A thumbtack could easily slide down your throat and it's done. That's the most dumbest spot. I hate it. I hate when Jimmy Havoc did it. I don't like it when Candice LeRae did it. Wow. I, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't bring up Jimmy. Yeah, we, 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 we don't, yeah. I don't like that. Now, creative, now, I've seen some creative things with, with thumbtacks. Jeff Jarrett with, with the guitar full of thumbtacks, I like uh-huh. that. I love the guitar full of thumbtacks. Uh, Abyss and Mick Foley have been thumbtack specials, but now this one, it's like, it's trying to be like Bruce Strength, like him, and they had the camera angle of Tommy Dreamer's eye going right into, into, into like, the, the thumbtacks. He finally fights out, out of it, but then, uh, Moose hits him down oh, again. I feel like Tommy Jane would have took that. He would have, but he fight, but he did take it to the face. Remember, because Moose is standing right back down. I'm talking about like I'm talking about in that slow motion. Yeah, like they was trying to. Oh yeah, he probably yeah he would took that. Uh, obviously, Moose defeats uh Tommy Jane for the 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 TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. I, it, Moose has changed it to a white belt too. Yeah, Moose white has scrap. Moose has really gotten into his thing at Impact. Moose Beat is like kind of like almost carrying Impact on his back. See, I thought he was going to become a champion like after he fought Austin Aries. I thought he was going to be like, I thought it was him going to be champion, but then he went and they, they became a stable. I think it was like Aries, Moose, and Killer Cross, I think. Yeah, where's Aries at now? Well. So, uh, next up we have, uh, a gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the for the Impact Knockouts Championship. So, in this matchup, uh, who do we have? We have uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Katie Forbes, which is a uh, uh, the I don't know what I don't know what the <laughs> did you uh, you did you see her injury? Oh, you talking when she was shaking her ass and all the dollars came out. Yes. With the money gun. Hey, look, look man. That's her character, though. That's her character. That's the only thing I'm like. That's literally her whole character. She, she a stripper. Yeah, she a thick I, stripper. It's all right to say it. Literally, they be a hook from like Twerk City or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Twerk City, eh? That's, that's, that's what RVD's is like, yo. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what RVD be loving. So, uh, Katie Forbes, uh, Karen Hogan, yes, that's the that's the long lost black uh, 
door that Hulk Hogan didn't know about. And then she joined. She joined Turk City too. Oh, oh yeah, because it, it, it was Turk and Ray together. Uh, Kimberly, uh, yeah, she's solid. Yeah, she was. She was in uh in WWE, but you know stuff yeah. happens. Rosemary. I forgot what her name was there. I forgot too. Susie. Susie is, is, is very good. Yeah, uh, Susie and, and Rosemary is good too. Uh, yeah, Susie used to be Sue Young, but you know she's she's on like a, a face with turning. So. Gotcha. She's, she's, yeah. uh, Tasha Steele. Yep, she's uh, with Kira Hogan. Like they they tag team. Yeah, tag team. I'm about to say. I mean, she, I mean, she, she can be with her. You know, what I'm saying, don't mad at me. And then uh, she probably is. I don't know. Re- I, I forget what she's with somebody. The returning. Madison Rain. Is that is that really a return? Do I really care? I don't care. What I'm saying like yeah. she said that she's on commentary. So yeah. How does that count as a return? Right. If she's on commentary. They built up Madison Rain as if she is the the best version of the beautiful people that ever was. She's not. I to me, I'm well, sorry. Well, look, you can like hate her. She's like a five time women's champion. Yes, that's fine. But when so, it came to the beautiful people, Madison Rain was the last one on my list. Okay, now, I, I still like Angelina Love. Technically, she's the first one, though. She's one of the most championships in both of them. Velvet Sky is sick. Okay, <laughs> I'm just uh, Madison Rain. I just never like. I I was a big fan of Madison Rain. I I was a bit. I was I was more fan of Angelina Jolie and Velvet Sky. And then she she's super skinny. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, when you got some swole and big women in, in Impact Wrestling to the point, I'm just like, okay. I mean, they'll say they dominate you. But uh, in, 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 in in the end, uh, Kylie Ray uh, uh-huh. won by eliminating t- uh, Tyler Valkyrie, which was shocking to me. Uh, yeah. And oh, how is that shocking? Because I like Taya Valkyrie. She, you know, say uh, she's a multiple time champ too. Taya has run her course. That's why I wasn't shocked. Okay, fair. Taya was champ for like probably over a year. She's been like in the championship picture for almost two years. So I wasn't shocked that she she lost to Ky- Kylie. Mm-hmm. And plus, Kylie is popular, and she's yeah. one of the newer. She probably like came like the last years or so. So she's uh. I was shocked. I was actually, I was actually like, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, how now? How do you feel about Impact's Women Division? Uh, it, it's one of the. I, I would say it's one of the best, personally. Because uh, it's better. Like, I, I was gonna say, do you think it's better AEWs? The way that they use it, yes. Okay. Because they started out with like four people. It was like Kara Hogan. Uh, Rosemary, Sue Young, and Allie was the main four, and then Allie left. So mm-hmm. then it was just them three. Now they added Tasha Steeles, Taya Valkyrie is coming back. They added her back. They got Jordan Grace, who was amazing. Jo- jo- I love uh, me Jordan Grace. Okay, Jordan Grace is yeah. great. They got Jordan Grace, and, and now they got Deanna. They got Kylie Ray, and then they got other people, but they they don't integrate them in as much because they still maybe a little. A little greener for TV standards and stuff, but they still got they got a solid lineup. I would say. I I agree. I, I agree because like I said because one, that's one thing that, that, that Tina has been doing for years. You know, uh, 
So, next matchup, we have Chris Bay taking on Willie Mack. My man, Willie Mack, for the X Division Championship. I'm like, why do you keep having these big guys go for these X Division Championships? Even though Willie Mack, Mack, that seems like his character. It's like the X Division Championship. Even though it's it's supposed to be quote unquote for little people, that just seems like his his, realm. You're right. Uh, First of all, Willie Mack is supporting the Blue today. And, uh,. Did, Willie Mack is good. He is really good. I loved him in Lucha Underground, but he is like he is like really good. Um, I I just felt as though he can be. I I would have loved to see Willie Mack in AEW. To be honest with you, I don't. I, I mean, you don't he's think good. so? I mean, I wouldn't want to see him there because he won't probably get the shine as much as he does when he's here or in Lucha Underground. Yeah, but that's just me. But since Lucha Underground is over, you know, so which hurts. Trust me, it does hurt. Just hit. Uh, we we got a um, uh, nice matchup here. Uh, Willie Mack does a, a neck breaker to Chris Bay off the apron onto the floor. That looks sick. Uh, I didn't. Um, how did Chris Bay win the matchup? Because I, I missed the winning. Uh, he. I forgot what his finisher is. Well, he he kind of like. I can't explain his finisher. Oh my god. Oh, it's one of those complex cruiserweight moves? It's not one of them complex moves, but, like, how can I explain it? I, I don't want to take too long trying to explain this, but, like, it's like one of those everything has to go right. Gotcha. Kind of okay. like how, um, kind of like, uh, Big Swole's Dirty Dancing. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, I know what you're talking about, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's like everything has to, has to go right for the move to, <laughs> to, uh, like, make sense. Yeah. It's like, a. I think Rick Swan, Switch Swan does. It's like a cutter springboard. Oh, like a like Jay a, Lethal type of thing? Yeah, everything has to go right. Like okay. a cutter off the, like, jump. He, like, springboards, jumps. And it's like the John Cena stunt. Gotcha. Yeah, All right. It's like a intricate move. Well, I mean, Chris Bay wins. So, next up, we have the North. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander taking on He's Ken Sherrock. And Sammy Callahan. How did that become a tag team? Uh, they're not. Uh, well, they, I mean, they're actually in a few, but. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So basically, Ken Shinrock was feuding with this group called OVE. Uh huh. But one of the members got suspended, got fired because he was, you know. The uh, speaking out thing. Got, gotcha. And, and and then the other one, he's still there, but he kind of just drifted off of Sawyer Fulton, who was in yes, who was in uh, sanity, sanity. Yeah, yeah. And he Sammy Sammy Callahan was just like, you know what? I hate you, but you're the only chance I got now that my crew is gone. So we can try to win the championships, but I still hate you, kind of like that. Gotcha. Well, you knew that wasn't gonna work from the start. Because the North is an established tag team, so yep, and he's been champs for over like four hundred days, I think. Yeah, so three hundred and eighty I mean, something like that. I mean, I like the North, so you know, what I'm saying I, I, I like them as a team. So they're uh, they're a team. That's what I like. They're what? They are actually a team. Yes, they are. That's what I like, that's what I like about the North. The North pick up the win here, uh, and retain their Impact Tag Team Championships, and they they go in a promo afterwards. Is this and way, by the way, just, just by the way, 
their finisher. It's a their finisher. It's like a two man style splash. Whoa. Yeah. It's like one one of them grab one leg and one of them grab the other. They pick them up and then slam them. I like that. Is this when Gals and Anderson appear? No, it's when uh, most of the machine guns come back out. Yeah, that's right. They 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 come back out. And now they they're gonna get in a few with the North. That should be some good matches. The North yeah, we wanna we wanna fight for the title, but we wanna fight this Tuesday, so they they trying to up uh build up impact for this week. Yeah, I don't even know where to watch impact at, to be honest with you. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I know it's on Twitch, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I don't even know where to watch impact at that's so I'm like, I don't know how impact getting money right now. So because <laughs> That's something. Okay, so now we got uh, the Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perrazzo comes, mm-hmm. ma- makes her, uh, it's, it's in Impact Wrestling now, going against Jordan Grace. Now, like I said, I've seen you know, Deanna Perrazzo, and the thing is, I'm like, first off, I, I like Deanna Perrazzo, but not over Jordan Grace. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I, I like Deanna Perrazzo, but not over Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is just a machine. And I'm like, if they were going to put another, if they were going to put the Impact World Champion on any other woman besides Tessa, it got to be Jordan Grace. Maybe that's what they might do. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, they were supposed to be feuding for the championship, actually. But you yeah, know, things happen. And I People like that. Come back from vacation. She thick and busty, and she proud of it. I'm like, you know what? Cause, and she can go ahead. And she, she she powerful. And like I said, the the, the Anna Peraza, like I said, it, it seems like you know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know what, what doesn't gravitate me towards Deanna Perrazzo, but... She's a submission specialist, though. Yeah. Almost in a, more technical. Almost in a way like Zack Sabre Jr. is in a way. Oh, nah. She ain't like that, man. Uh, this is, you, you, you talking about boring. No. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, man. Because Chubbs like Zack Sabre Jr. I'm like, you, you Zack Sabre Jr. I'm sorry, man. I, I, uh, no... N- yeah, no, thank you. He gonna be in a new retro retro wrestling game. Did uh, did you see that? I did not see that. I don't. I don't follow Zack Sabre, so I don't know anything. No, <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> no they got the new Retro Mania wrestling game coming okay. out this year. Okay, okay, okay. So he he's part of the roster. Well, that's a kid that won't be playing with. Like Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Deion Perrazzo beats Jordan Grace by submission. To become the new knockouts championship, yeah, her, her finisher already is a Fujiwara arm bar. She had like both both arms hooked. Yeah, first, first of all, I will give Down Prize this. That Fujiwara arm bar looks good. Mm-hmm. Yep. It looks really good. It looks like it's very painful. Pain, very painful. Uh, Especially, unfortunately, that you gotta mention every single time with the with the weight gain. She puts more arc on it, more yeah. torque on the arm. Yeah, because she's not as small, so. Usually, like usually, when she do it, she just pull it back. Now she leans into it. Oh, it's because because she's not that small no more. Is that what you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you should be ashamed of yourself, Prime. Ah, uh, she's she's not. I'm I'm talking good. She's getting bulk. I like the bulk. You, 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 excuse me. I I I I just swore my own show. You stop lying. <laughs> get okay. I'll talk. I'll talk to you off here. Uh, but I like I like. I said you mentioned it, okay? I'm putting it out there. You mentioned it every time we talk about the other problem, okay? Hey. So, uh, 
now we have a fatal five way for the uh, vacant Impact World Championship, and we have a returning world champ. So wait, let's just let's just put this in perspective. It's supposed to be a five way already with Tessa and I forgot the other person, but the other person got fired because of you know the movement. Yeah. So we're down a couple people. And then they just said, all right, it's going to be a fatal four-way with a surprise person. To make uh, it a fatal four-way. A four-way champion, actually. So it's Eddie Edwards. Uh-huh. Ace Austin. <laughs> the magician, yes. Yes. Trey. Yes. Rich Swan. Unfortunately. And then Eric Young. Yep. Return. That's the former champion. When they tried uh-huh. to turn Eric Young into Daniel Bryan at Impact, and it didn't work that well. Which Eric Young is a TNA legend and all, but like, just like they got to build him up more for him to just come back and instantly be in the title picture. I think. I I agree because I thought also with with, with Tessa being out, I feel figured that EC3 will take the spot. Yes. Yeah. And I think everybody would have liked for EC3, EC3 to take the spot, mm-hmm. but he yep. didn't. But EC3 is going to be coming back now with his new, with his new, you know, soul patch goatee looking thing on <laughs> on Tuesday. And I mean, honestly, I was like, I guess Impact Wrestling would be the best thing for EC3. I mean, because they, they 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 didn't treat him right at WWE at all, unless it was oh, in NXT. Wow. And then um, I, I I'm surprised he didn't go to AEW. Be honest with you, but. He still might. He, he, he cut like a little promo, so he, he might be able to break it both. Because honestly, right now, I kind of like I like guys going to Impact Wrestling because that way it gives you a variety again from WWE. Speaking of people, you know what? What? Speaking of people, um, somebody else also came back. The night came back, made their debut Who? In, in Impact Wrestling last night. Who? Oh, you don't know? No. You don't know the Good Brothers? No, I'm talking about the one-man band. Oh, yeah. He Slater did come uh, biggest <laughs> way to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, and he had on the same shirt from that he had on uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Know. I'm just one man. Do, 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 You know how, just, just real quick, though, you know how, like, how awesome it would have been if he could make all three shows in, like, one week? Be on Raw and be on he'd AEW, be, be on the same. He'd be with the, with the same be, free agent shirt. He'd be pulling a Cody thing. I mean, that would be, be cool. Though, that that right? would be cool. That would be cool. All he got to do now is just go to AEW and just, uh, ring him on. Like, imagine though, if it was in the same week, it's in the same month. Yeah, but just imagine how like you could stick it to people if it was in the same week. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. And he probably, he probably is really the highest free agent. So, but uh, so. Uh, the match I did not see the Fatal Five Way match. Was it a good match? It was impressive, but like it was just like whatever because people were still kind of disappointed of the the Eric Young and Rich Swan thing. Which because early in the night they interviewed Rich Swan, and he yeah. was like, you know what? When I get, he was on crutches, and he was like, you know what? When I get off these crutches, I want a world championship shot. Apparently, he was off the crutches. Okay, so he got a, he got a shot. So, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Things happen here, there. Things happen, moves happen, and then um, Eddie Edwards win, which I have no problem with. I think he was, I believe he's a former world champion already. I mm. think the, 
Wolves got to be one of the best teams individually and as a team. Yeah, I like the Wolves. I like history. I do like the Wolves. Yes. Because I, I I I believe that both of them won a championship and then they like a five or six time tag champions. So they they've been doing their work. But Eddie Edwards wins, and he is now the the Impact World Champion. So, I mean, it's, it's gonna probably go back to Eddie Edwards anyway. So, yeah, this this is second. Uh, this is second ring. Yeah. So, uh, once again, it does have an audience. So then we got to say two for Tuesday to see the fallout because that's what that's what anniversary does to me all the time. They always have a great show and then which I think this is a pretty decent show and may make me want to try to find impact and then when I can't find it I forget about it until next year's anniversary yeah but uh after the match though Man Man Fulton came out Sawyer Fulton came back out and then they started beating up Eddie Edwards they all started him and Ace Austin started beating up Eddie Edwards and then of course the Good Brothers come out Mm mhm so Basically, they're back to where they were. Impact wrestling. No, I'm saying because like you build them up as they coming out, they they being a tag team, they come out to help Eddie Edwards and they're celebrating with him like he's the AJ Styles to their OC. Yeah. Oh man, wow. it, 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 that would piss AJ off something awful. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was coming. To, they've been, you know how they've been building up the aces and eights. Yeah. For like. A month now. D'Lo Brown been teasing it. Uh, Bully Ray been teasing it. TNA has been teasing the Aces and Aces coming back. And with Gallows being the Aces and Aces, I thought they were going to do like a three man Aces and Aces or something, you know. I don't know. Got you. What did, that, was, that was our review for Slammiversary. So you can post down in the comments uh, or, you know, email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com how you guys felt about Slammiversary. So but we, we, we got to move on because speaking of the people who uh, debuted at same anniversary, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, the Good Brothers, um, came in. Which that should be their name, not GNA. Like I said earlier. Yeah, G, 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 GNA does suck. I ain't gonna lie to you. GNA does suck. The Good so Brothers. The name FTR. Yeah, uh, look, look, let that go. Okay, let it go. It, it happened. It's done. AEW can't be perfect about everything. They're going to be the top guys. Yeah. So, with that all being said, uh, July 18th was a day where everybody was just like, bam, we we, we all contracts, so we're going to go out and we're just going to rant on everything. On everything. So, what happened is, uh, on Good Brothers Podcast, uh, the countdown to Fucktown on Talk Your Shop. That's what they call <laughs> The, the episode yeah. was called Countdown to Fucktown. That's, that's, that's what I've been calling it. Yeah, so um, that's uh, on the Talk Shop podcast. So they, they talked about some of the things that AJ alluded to. Because AJ, AJ told everybody, just wait until July 18th and they'll be able to say whatever they want to say. Uh-huh. And one of the recent things he was talking about on there was, they talked about uh, not going to AEW and how they regret that. And yep. how Triple H was saying he he told them basically like he offered them major deals and be saying he's like look because AEW's there we you don't know if AEW's gonna you know last WWE's always gonna be here and whether and whether I hate that statement or not he ain't lying because WWE finds a way to get through all this shit because they they in bed with a lot of people I mean yeah but 
I'm talking about like, but the, the way that he said it though, he was like, think of your, think of your family and all that. So sign this long term deal, just so they won't go with them, just so they can release them. Though I'm like, y- yes. That 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 is some that is some shady shit. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna take that take that away from you. Uh, now hold on because here's the thing: when they talked about that, uh, if you now the, the parts podcast you listen to, they made it seem like um, Paul Heyman is the biggest uh-huh. bad guy opposed to Vince and Triple H. Yeah, because I heard them when they were saying they said um like they went to Vince they was like. Well, who kind of signed off on this? He was like, "It's a Paul thing." And yeah. he went to Paul Heyman and asked why, "What's up?" And I guess he said, "Oh, I don't have nothing to do with it." So, you know. uh, so look, so here's what I have the uh, the, the, the transcript of when okay. <clears throat> uh, of what Gagallo said. He says this: "It's great to be a good charmer, but when you're a hundred percent full of bullshit, we had this conversation in a rental car before we got on the phone with him." All you ever read, all these guys that came before us, is that he's a great charm, but he's the biggest bullshitter in the history of the business, which that is true. We are both going. We hope he's not bullshitting us. We have these big contracts. We're rolling with AJ. You got to think positive. To the end, he put he, he's putting us over and telling us how good we are, and we're going to put the straps on you a month down the line, but you deserve them now. But, I don't. I don't think that matters. Honestly, when you talk about like, not. I'm talking. About, I don't think that matters when you're not getting booked right. When you're being booked like trash. You're right. Uh, but they but just give them potential for them to stay. Like he said, but you're, you're going to, but you're going to go to Saudi and be the best tag team in the world. Like that means anything. And the them, them damn trophies they do in Saudi. If you ever have a problem with creative, or if I ever lie to you. Go on social media and fucking bury me. Fucking put me under the dirt because I fucking deserve it. I want those guys in the locker room to know that I can't fucking be trusted. Guys in the locker room, he can't fucking be trusted. I just buried him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, I told you they're the funniest, some of the funniest people in the locker room. Man. They are. And, but, you know, see, Paul Heyman knows that because Paul Heyman don't care about people burying him or something like that because they're going to come to him anyway because Paul Heyman has a has a genius wrestling mind, but he is full of bullshit. And when you have Paul Heyman in control uh, uh, at Raw at the time, then yes, you know, so people are not going to be uh, with the bullshit. So, um, this was uh, the uh, pitch that we were talking about with, with the Triple H thing. Uh, he says that this, this, is what, this is what Carl Anderson said. He said, Brody Lee texts me and goes, they fucked you guys. We fucked our friends in AEW over, or we feel we fucked them over. We didn't feel good about it because we knew where we wanted to be. Getting that call from Town Relations uh, Executive Mark Carano about being released, it didn't feel good. It took me back to having these conversations with Triple H. Especially, just, just real quick, just yeah. especially like, imagine, because they were telling them for like six months that they were going to be there before the debut. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be there. The contracts are running out. We're totally coming. And then they give them the pitch. And then they're like, well, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you can finish. I'm kind of. Because. You know, I, you know I, I always fight for the good brothers. So I'm kind of. That kind of. Yeah. No, no. I, 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 bro, I agree with you 100%. He said, uh, 
Did you somebody looks at me and, go, and goes, "Dude, I look at you and I see your kids. I think about what if AEW doesn't last. I can't. I can promise you one thing: WWE will always be here. We stopped being boss and employee at that point, and we were obviously not friends, but two humans talking. I'm not saying that Triple H could have stopped anything or even cared, but hearing that from your boss and then having it happen, it's like, damn, they don't give a fuck. Trying to get to the bottom of it because it did feel weird asking around. We heard, well, it was Paul Heyman inspired. Really? We told AJ that. He asked somebody what they think of it. That person oh, said... No, they, nah, AJ, they just get down to the bottom. Oh, that's what I'm saying. AJ, that little rebel... Hold on, there's a cock pick a minute. Okay, so uh, AJ went to Paul and said, did you fire these guys and put the word in? And then Paul said, no, you have my word. I didn't do this. If I would have known, I would have gone to bed for them. AJ went back to the same guy, asked again, and then went to Vince. AJ got no problem going to Vince. AJ goes to Vince, stands out his door and says, you don't want none. I'm playing, he didn't say that. But, uh, he says, tell me the truth. Is Paul one that said, fire these guys? Vince told AJ they weren't on my list, but yes, it was a Heyman thing. And he said, we were making too much I'm money like, for what honestly, we were doing, you know and he's fucking liar and a piece of shit. You know what? I'm glad that at least Vince was honest enough. Yeah, well, look, here's, here's another thing, though. Look, <clears throat> if Vince is like, look, they weren't on my list, but Heyman gave me a situation. Because, you know, Vince has had that thing. Like, that's what happened with Dolph Ziggler. Remember when Cena came to the back and said, Hey, boss, I don't think uh, Dolph got it. He was like, Oh, really? Bam! Dolph Ziggler hasn't been shit since 2012. Or 2013. Okay? Be all because, remember when Randy Orton said, uh, When uh, Kent Kennedy, or Mr. Kennedy, dropped him on his head in uh, 2008. And he said, Vince, he's a danger to work with. Bam! There goes Kennedy, just like that. So Vince, uh, well, that led to him getting fired. Though. Exactly. The, uh, Kofi thing, he stayed. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, but however, Vince McMahon, he pla- Kofi plateaued, air boom, and all that stuff like that. He kind of plateaued, but he worked his way back up. So uh, uh-huh. that, that that was the whole thing. But however, uh, with with Vince saying like, look. Probably, you know, uh, y'all was I wasn't gonna fire them, but Hammond came to me and said, Get rid of these guys. And he was just like, All right, Aiden. Because once again, every decision that happens goes through Vince McMahon. Everything that's probably one part of the problem, too. But uh, Vince McMahon, everything goes through Vince McMahon, and they know that. So, once again, it's like. Uh, I think what people don't understand the reason why AJ and them are so mad is because um, Paul Heyman if, if, Paul, if you put a suggestion in Vince McMahon's ear Vince McMahon will easily change his mind that's what mm-hmm. stories have been that sometimes when Vince changes maybe they call him on a bad day when he yeah. exactly yeah. when you catch him on a bad day so it's like to the point where the only reason why Titus O'Neil ain't get fired for grabbing Vince and letting, and, and letting Steph go first is because Triple H said, stop her. And that's what happened. <laughs> he said, what now? Stop her. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then that's why Titus still got his job. Let's just be real. Okay, uh, but it, it, Titus got his job for I other reasons. Titus is not the biggest publicity person on their roster. 
Titus, Titus is their safety net right now. T- Titus is their, hey, we support Black Lives Matter. Bam, this is the proof. That's what Titus is right now. We support. He, he, he. he that's why they keep. That's why Titus is staying here. But anyway, um, so. With, with, with that being said, it's like so. That's why they're mad at Paul Hammer. That's why AJ's mad at Paul Hammer. So AJ said he requested to go to SmackDown because he didn't want to work with Paul Hammer. So that's what the the the, the corner the true story is because now it all came out on July 18th. You know, I really wish that they could speak out how they want to without being afraid. Well, I'm just saying because what, what it's, it's contract. They have to be afraid of? Say what? Huh? I'm talking about. I wish they could talk freely without being afraid. Well, I mean, I wish they could talk freely without consequences. What what does AJ have to be afraid of? AJ don't really got nothing to be afraid of. Be honest. They fire him. Of course, he's gonna go to AEW, so he don't care. Yeah, but AJ is like he's AJ already said he don't want to go. He wants to retire in WWE, so he he did everything already. You ain't gotta go to AEW do any do anything else. But it's just like. But I'm saying like. It's like uh, if they fire him, he's gonna either go somewhere else and be great. So, look, I I really don't know. I actually I really don't know. Uh, so then they had the cold conversation. Says uh, when they were talking about the text with, with, with Matt Jackson, he said, "I remember the text clearly from Matt Jackson. Matt and Nick, they had." Planned out entire first debut of Dynamite's main event. It was going to be machine guns, machine gun music going, uh, going to hits. It's going to come out. Fucking Gallows comes from behind. We two sweet the young bucks and Kenny turn around. Everyone's happy and then we beat the fuck out of them. We leave everyone laying, right. <laughs> yeah, laying, laying to the end of the very first night of. Uh, he said Nitro by accident, but Dynamite, and then. Uh, it sounds, sounds, sounds just about right. Sounds like a young bucks thing. It don't. Yeah, he said one of my biggest regrets of life. It, it didn't fucking happen. It kills me badly. I said it a couple times to Gallows. I was like, we don't know if it is actually going to take off on TNT or go on TNT, which I do understand because at that time, Tom Warner, you didn't know if they wanted wrestling back or not. And, and then it's like you 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 saw what happened with WCW, so it's it's all a one big it's all one big gamble. And I I can I can understand that point. I can really understand that point. The only thing is, uh, only thing that we knew was with the guys involved, the Young Bucks, Kenny, Chris Jericho. Those are motherfuckers that are successful and are not going to fail. They're just not going to fail. And we knew AW would be successful. We knew that they will pop off. We just succumb to the amount of money and promises, which a lot of guys do. That's why I remember when John Moxley was just like, when they gave me the offer and the contract, I didn't even look at it because I didn't want to be tempted by the money. That's exactly what he said. Because he, he knows it's true because WWE. Uh-huh. So, 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 so since it's after July 18th, when are we getting this Topics Jericho episode? Yes. Like, come on. Bring it. I mean, with. You know, especially with uh, Jericho, he's going to talk trash about it too. Oh yeah, that's what he did to me. Yeah. Yo, quick question: Do you think Leo Rush will ever be on Talk of Jericho? <sighs> that's a hard one. He <laughs> <laughs> still may be on here. He still may go to Booker T podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just like, so I'm, I'm wondering. I'm just wondering. So, uh, you know, that is one of the things that happens uh, when, when when it comes to uh, these guys because it's just like. 
they get offered the money, and Dean Ambrose because WWE has money. Whether people want to think so or not, they try to lie to you or not. Exactly, they have money. Like I said, WWE is one of the only wrestling organizations that will survive this pandemic. Period. Because uh-huh. there are a lot of other indie, uh-huh. there are a lot of indie wrestling shows like NWA Power may be done on YouTube. Well, for more than just COVID. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying. But that that, that may be done. WWE is the only one that has the sustainability to make it through this pandemic. And they know that. And when they offered them millions of dollars to stay around to just get forlorn or fired, because I truly think, because the way they were talking, it's like, if AJ going to retire WWE, Gals Anderson always want to leave the door open. Because you recognize if you don't want to leave the door open, you coming at Vince and you coming at Triple H. You see him punking it. But however, they kept that bridge there. They just don't give a fuck about Paul Heyman, who lost his job anyway. So Paul Heyman is not going to be uh, there to control to see if they get their job back or not. So if they go to Impact Wrestling, say for about six months to a year, and say, hey, if the if the if they are cool with the Young Bucks and Kenny over at AEW, and they want to go over there, fine. But if not, they'd be like, all right, look, the pandemic is starting, is starting to shape up a little bit. Hey, Vince don't mind bringing them back. Yeah, I know Vince don't mind. Uh, we need some guys to bury. All right, well. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the money and the promises, and I'm like, hey, did they go back and sign with WD? And I, I mean, I don't blame them for doing that. So I'm not going to, you know, hold that over their head about what they did. But that's what happens. Honestly, I don't think they, well, I know that's what everyone likes. But I don't think they should have signed it in the first place. Uh-huh. But that's just me. I, don't, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think they should say because we as fans were like, we know what's been happening. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in, in in WWE and stuff like that. But then sometimes you just you just want to see, you know, you, you just, you just want to be like, maybe they'll be different this time. Yeah. And then they made them into daughters. Uh-huh. Uh okay so yeah oh yeah oh god I, don't, I didn't want to talk about that John right there so <clears throat> moving on because we, we we got some more July 18 stuff but this one I want to talk about first before we get to the person I'm talking about so on SmackDown the other night we had a match between Naomi versus Lacey Evans the match ain't last that long anyway and then Lacey Evans hits a, a woman's right and then bam Naomi's out she wins the matchup so. Naomi just came back to the karaoke contest last week. Didn't have she think she had about four matches this this year, and you combine them together. Don't well, equal. Yeah, she's she's been out too, and plus, I believe she's been like rehabbing her husband as well. So she but she yeah. she she admitted she's been out with her husband, uh, obviously because you know J- Jimmy's injured, and then she had to take time to get her mind right. I completely uh-huh. get that. Gotta get your mental because, like I said, this pandemic has hit people hard. Especially after her uh, sister or somebody passed away, too. Exactly. So she had to get her mind right. But at the time she come back, Naomi has been under you. She really has been. So uh-huh. w- with that happening, a hashtag started uh, called hashtag Na- Naomi deserves better, which it don't need to be a hashtag because that's the truth. She does deserve better. Na- Naomi is a one is a tremendous athlete, two time uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, and um, so it started trending, and I mean it started trending in like the top twenty. 
yeah. of things that happened. So, uh, with that being said, there was a lot of people that came out in support for uh, Naomi now. And once again, me saying this right now, I'm going to support Naomi. Yeah. Okay. Of course. And when it comes to racism or systematic racism and stuff like that, it's like this. Things need to change. Be Well, people don't understand. Things got to change behind the scenes. Yeah. Instead of changing always in front. Now, if people want to get mad at Lacey Evans because Lacey Evans want to be in character and stuff like that, Lacey Evans is not the one that's saying, I'm going to go beat Naomi. It's uh-huh. Y'all can't say wrestling is fake and then want to believe wrestling is real. It don't work that way. Okay? Uh, and I'm all for, you know, putting my brothers and sisters in the limelight of the show because uh, with that being said, Naomi has been one of the more consistent pieces on SmackDown and like a legit woman star. Opposed, I'm sorry, Nikki Cross ain't it. They haven't made her like that. Alexa Bliss ain't really took a good bump in like the past three years. So all you have is, is, is riding on is like Bailey and Sasha and then because uh, that's what SmackDown, then you get like, okay, so where does Naomi fit into all this stuff like that? And Shaw and Shaw just left. So that the problems in the back is first of all, the problem is with black women and women in this man's world of wrestling. And you have to change the narrative behind the scenes because they don't even the creative process is terrible. They don't even know what to do with Naomi. Look at Bianca Belair just came back on Raw to team up with Ruby Riot. And the thing is, like, where the hell the EST of WWE have been? Like, where has she been at? Because Bianca Belair is too talented not to be sh- showcased on TV. And then on top of that, <coughs> y'all had a legit woman in Ruby Riot who just came back and she lost 12 straight before tagging with Bianca Belair this year. And they've they been putting her in junk matches. This is Ruby Riot we're talking about. And I'm like, there's just and then there's just some women that they had nothing to do. And first of all, to be honest with you, even though even though in this pandemic they they have been booking, in, they just seem like they forgot how to book the women's division. It seems like, but but the topic at hand here, Naomi, she does deserve a lot better. Like she don't need to be in no squash matches, getting squashed by Lacey Evans or losing these kind of matches. She 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 should be one of the top contenders for. The championship on SmackDown. Now, granted, you got the whole Sasha Bailey clearly storyline going on when it comes to uh, this, but uh, so in, in your opinion, Prime, like I gotta know, what do you think needs to happen? Because once again, WWE is only going to jump to talking about pushing somebody. When it comes to like a hashtag, if it goes to when when it, when they when they start trending too much like that, they give divas a chance thing. When that starts trending too high and it starts messing with the sponsors, that's when they start changing things. Now this is the problem that we having when it comes to pandering. Yep. Because r- r- right now you don't want pandering, but you want results. Because right now I I, I want Naomi to be treated as the athlete that she is and the talent that she is that she brings to SmackDown. If she cut first of all, her coming back 
you know, and, and being Naomi, like and even when she got a, the, the, one of the, those loudest pops in the Royal Rumble in the Women's Royal Rumble this past year, you know, that that is something to be said, and I, I think that she needs to be in the title picture. She, it, it, yeah, it, she, she was for like a day when she fought Bailey, and that was it. Is that, but once again, I'm like, you can, and but even even if it's not the title picture, you have to create a story, okay? Because what what's sad is there's no there is no legit women's tag teams really. They did <laughs> other than the Iconics, okay? And then it's like, and then the Kabuki Warriors, and then you go in, and then you gotta go make these makeshift teams to try to go win these women's tag team championships. It's like she can make a team. And to try to go into the championships, or you could put her in a, a, a storyline because you gotta have some secondary storylines for these women to do, other than just all the storylines go around the championship. Now I understand that Ruby Riot has a storyline going on now because she did all these losses, and she's trying to get back on her feet. But Bianca Belair is a placeholder because they wait until Liv Morgan come back. Don't know where she's at, but that's the that's the thing. They wait for Liv Morgan to come back. So Bianca Belair is a placeholder. So they're not even using her because they wait for Liv Morgan to come back. Honestly, I think Bianca Belair. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not on topic, but yeah. No, I'm just saying because talk about I, that young man. We talk, we should be talking about Bianca too. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, you know, Bianca deserves better also. A lot so of these will be right. So everybody. So so a lot of these women deserve better, especially these black women deserve better. And honestly, I like the team of Ruby Wright and, and, and Bianca Belair better than Liv Morgan. The only reason why they're doing the Liv Morgan shit is because the Riot Squad. I'm just like, well, Bianca Belair is clearly better than Liv Morgan. Don't mm-hmm. don't lie, okay? And it's just like, so Nikki Cross is getting getting this, this title shot. They, they don't ruin Nikki Cross, to be honest with you. That, that's another story for another day. They don't ruin Nikki Cross, but then Naomi could be the one in the spot to go up against Bailey because there, there's some believability that Naomi can actually beat Bailey. There is no believability that Nikki Cross is going to beat Bailey. Nah, none at all. So, uh, with a lot of people, a lot of women coming out in support, Charlotte was one that came out in support of Naomi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Char- uh, when they, they tweeted the hashtag Naomi deserves better, they said, uh, this this J fan account on Twitter tweeted, "If this pop for Naomi at this year's Royal Rumble doesn't prove how much of a star she is, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you." Hashtag Naomi deserves better because she got a big pop. This, this is when the crowd was there. This is before the pandemic started. This is when the crowd was there. They were hyped for Naomi. I have seen little kids now. Peep this. I have seen, of course, I've seen my children. You know what I'm saying? I've seen little black girls, you know, pop for Naomi. Then I've seen little white girls be fans of Naomi. I have gone to shows where there have been families that be like, when is Naomi coming out? Because I want to see the glow entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, I, I'm dead. So I be, because usually when I go to shows, I be in the front row or just the second row. I'll be close to there. And then there'll be these kids. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just black kids. I ain't just talk, I'm talking about there'll be kids because I don't like putting race with kids. Because kids, racism is taught. You know what I'm saying? You're not born racist, okay? So <clears throat> when you have these kids that's there that genuinely look up to Naomi and be like, because one, she's she's a great, a good wrestler and she's a, a superstar. It's, it, 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 these kids don't look at race. They look at who they like. Their parents teach them 
who to hate and who to, to like for stupid reasons like skin color. Naomi is a dark-skinned black woman. And there, there, there are little girls, black and white and Hispanic. I go to a wrestling show with a, a, a little Hispanic girl all the time. They love Naomi. When they come out, the glow thing comes on. She goes and gives the sunglasses to, to a little kid in the audience. And they be making their day. Oh, she talks about the, 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 the shirt and everything. And I'm like, there's always a little girl in there who wants it. I'm like, she inspires these little girls, stuff like that. And that's what the WWE is targeting for. But then when they don't put her on TV or when they do, do nothing with her, you know what I'm saying, that, that takes away from all that stuff. So Charlotte came out and she put a capital yup with an exclamation point. And then <coughs> they said, you, you know, here comes the flag <coughs> that Charlotte got. So I'm not going to say the Twitter name, but it, look, it looks like a, 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 a clear fan Naomi. We're saying... No, because because that's the icon picture that she has. Yeah. It says, exactly. So, then, when in capital letters, whenever they want to give you a title shot, say no and give it to Naomi. So, Charlotte tweets back and says, oh my gosh, I hadn't thought of that. With, you know, exclamation points as if, you know, being sarcastic. I could just tell them to change it. As long as I have them on the phone... Who should I ask them to make tag champs or universal? <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> you know what? I would have rather heard recorded a video saying that rather than just her. Being oh man! Text oh man! Now, like I said, once again, look, I'm not pandering. I'm all for my black sisters getting, you know, the the, the love that they deserve. But it, it's like people. If, if if they're placing Charlotte in a match, in a storyline... Look, because the thing is, Charlotte's always going to have that crutch. Because she's yeah, Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, even if she <clears> don't <throat> say it. Even if she... I'm like, you know, it ain't there. They named her Charlotte Flair. She didn't want to be called Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be Charlotte. And the thing is... And here's the thing. I understand when people suck... Like uh, what was um, what was uh uh uh, Bill Watts's son's name? I think that was the one. Was it the Red Rooster back in the day? Oh, is it really Bill Watts' son? Well, I don't know if it, it, it was somebody in the company's son that they pushed. He was clearly not good, but you could tell he was being pushed because he was the son of. The company, I, I, I gotta go back and uh, research who that was, because it just came to me, and, I, and I, it made me think about it. The thing is, Charlotte is really good. I can't take that away from Charlotte. Charlotte is really good, and Charlotte has tried to do things to branch away from her dad more so than anything. To the point now, promos are getting redundant, and what I mean by that is promos will be like, okay. Every day, uh, if y'all ain't got nothing to say, you always bring up, well, Charlotte was hitting everything because of her dad, you know, kind of thing like that. So, once again, it's like, okay, how much power, even though Charlotte's probably is, is one of the biggest women in, in the company, hashtag, she's still a woman. How much power do you think Charlotte got? That ain't through Ric Flair. And it's like, it's, it's like, if 
Charlotte goes to bat for Naomi, right? And says, hey, because her and Naomi had some uh, championship matches, stuff like that. Like, hey, me and Naomi, should, why don't you put us in the storyline? Why don't you put us in the feud? Because that's what they was going to start with, Naomi versus Charlotte, when Charlotte first came to SmackDown and Naomi was a champion. And they had that little mini feud, but it really never built into anything. And then if Charlotte's just like, hey, you know, uh, Charlotte hasn't been on SmackDown in what a while, <laughs> okay? She did the NXT and then did, then did the Raw thing, so she uh, she hasn't been on SmackDown in a while. So, but it's like sometimes I don't, I understand the anger, but I don't understand the question, because being a wrestler fan, I'm like it don't work that way. Charlotte is not the one that's going to have to make these changes. Going to come from, it's Vince, it's creative. It's the one that write these stories that they got nothing for Naomi to do. It's the ones that write these stories that got nothing for these uh, these black women or these people of color to do. That's the problem. That's what has to change. There has to be a representation for all these women in the locker room. There has to be a representation for these black women in the locker room. It has to be these kind of things, and it has to start. Because a lot of times... Now, if Naomi gets a push out of nowhere, say if she just lost Lacey Evans in, what, three minutes? Mm-hmm. So if now she goes to SmackDown and say if she goes and beats Bailey in a non-title matchup just to have a singles match with Bailey, just to, to, to prove that I can do it, it's going to become, as a wrestling fan, you're like, that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But then... As a black man, I'm going to be like, I'm giving props to my girl Naomi. Like, there was a tweet that my wife read to me. I forgot what the guy was tweeting about. Oh, no. Okay. So, it, it, it was a, a moral question. Killmonger was rated the number one Marvel villain, right? So, this black guy tweets. He says, the, the nerd in me is like, what the fuck? Over Thanos? But then... The black man in me is like, I'm happy. I'm going to take the win. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, and that, that's never good. So it's the question, as a wrestling fan, I'm like, Naomi shouldn't just go up and just beat Bailey after losing to Lacey Evans, after losing to, to like Nikki Cross weeks ago and, and losing these matches. Like, cleanly, not even dirty, cleanly. There's no way, like even with, if with Ruby Riot, if Ruby Riot came out out of sudden beat somebody that's on top, like Oscar, out of nowhere when she lost twelve straight matches, they don't make no sense in wrestling. But as a fan of Ruby Riot, I'm gonna be like, cool. And that's sending with, with with Naomi to the point where you have to, you had to get to the back like we going to give Naomi a story that's going to lead her into. You got to have a plan for her and like have her win matches, have her booked on the shows have her not looking stupid in karaoke contests that was that whole karaoke I mean, thing was pointless period they are pointless that whole karaoke for all the women out there was pointless period all to lead to a match that she a three minute match between Naomi and Lacey Evans uh, next and if Lacey Evans is going to be the bad guy right if she's going to be the heel build Naomi up to beat Lacey Evans and then step in stones if y'all want to do what they did with Becky Lynch, remember all of a sudden she was quietly just winning matches. Yeah, <laughs> and, she, it was like it was like out of nowhere she won the match every 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 episode. 
Exactly. It, it was a quiet, regular matchup, but she was winning matches. The next thing you know, she was brought to the top. She had a chance to win the women's championship. Charlotte ruined that for her. Then she snapped. And then when she snapped, she became the man. And look what happened then. It was organic. But you got to get people to care about them organic. And here's the problem with that. People care about Naomi. People care about her. A lot, yeah. There's there's a a fucking hashtag started about her. And there is little girls. I told you, black and white and red and uh, Hispanic. It doesn't matter. They're in the audience. They love Naomi. That, That right there is your selling point. So you need to do better at looking at what, what the audience is saying and book this woman right. And then you book her to the storyline to the next thing you know, it can be a more organic feel. The problem with Naomi, that they do is they, they just, it, it, it's a seesaw. You can't go from being a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion to just jobbing. They do that too often. They do that yeah, way too often. And all of a sudden, Naomi... And also, you know what, uh, just real quick... Uh, they do that so often that even like I hate to say it, even the gender situation. He, when he was a champ, and as soon as he lost it, he's just instant jobber. He's instant jobber, he like, like it's like all the time. It's like that because that, that makes all his wins look invalid when you do shit like that. That that so make so makes that same thing with Kofi Kingston. You can't have. Nah, but they know they know they messed up with Kofi, so they had to give him a title because they know. Yeah, they know that was messed up. <clears throat> They fuck Kofi up again, and I'm just like to the point where like, I, I like to win at WrestleMania. Absolutely, that I, I like that he was beating guys like Orton, Joe, Ziggler. He was beating all these guys in crazy fashion. Loses to Brock in eight seconds. Now he's back in the tag division. Like what happened? You know what I'm saying? Now granted, Kofi well, was like, yeah, nobody don't even. Huh? I was gonna say nobody. Even, if he was in a singles match now, nobody would even think he'd win no more. It, that's the and that's the, the problem. That's the, yeah. that's what got to change from the behind the curtain. That's what has to change. So then, Leo Rush tweets that Naomi should have been ten times champ by now. And this is where the topic switches to Leo Rush. <laughs> To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter. 